Welcome to Healthy Wealthy You, where we'll continue to explore all aspects of functional medicine and good health. We'll help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. Now, here is your host, Dr. Camille Vardy. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You, and this is Dr. Camille. So glad to talk with you today. And if you'd like to call in with a question or comment, I'd love to talk to you. Our number is 866-472-5792. And we can take a few callers if you have anything to talk about from our earlier shows or on the topic we're discussing today. Um, And I'd love to hear from you if you've been able to make some changes so far or notice some things that you didn't notice because of the conversations we've had. So today I'd like to talk to you about something I mentioned in our first show. And I had said that it was a really big topic and that we were going to need to circle back around to it. Um, Remember the theme of our first show was getting back to the basics of being human, of what it means to operate this magical machine that is our body. Things that we take for granted in our daily lives, but that make a huge difference for us when we come back to them. So today, let's talk about sunshine, vitamin D, which does so much more than most people realize. Actually, much more than even a lot of doctors realize. Nourishing our bodies with oxygen, water, and sunshine are things that don't require a prescription. And you know I love things that anyone can do on their own and yet can still make a tremendous difference. About one one billion people are estimated to have vitamin D deficiency um, globally, according to a paper published in Genome Research. Um, That's one in eight people around the world. And it's due uh, both to a lack of sun exposure and also to poor diet. We, We always hear that vitamin D builds strong bones. It helps us absorb calcium. And they started adding it Uh, to milk for that reason almost 100 years ago. But there's so much more to the story than just calcium. Vitamin D affects the way that we translate the genetic blueprint when we're making new cells and the way that we make proteins. And that means it really affects everything. It affects every cell of our body. It affects immunity, hormones, it affects the brain, It's foundational to how well we feel and how well or poorly we age. It's one of the most global effects of any nutrient. So deficiency can show up in countless ways, often in times we don't, in ways that we don't even realize. Um, So yes, vitamin D does help us absorb calcium from our food. If the body is extremely deficient, we might only absorb about 10 to 15% of what we eat. We also would only absorb 50 to 60% of another mineral called phosphorus. And that mineral is found abundantly in bones and teeth. That's why vitamin D is so important for the bones and teeth. Um, And this is especially important in children as they develop and in the elderly who, of course, we know tend to get osteoporosis and fractures. Um, But phosphorus is also needed to make cell walls. So a lack of vitamin D can affect every cell of the body. 
It can make the cells weak and susceptible to injury and even cause mutations, including cancer. At the most core level, vitamin D affects how we translate our DNA, our genetic blueprint. Whether we do this well or poorly determines everything. From the start, vitamin D deficiency in pregnancy can have a huge impact on the baby's development, especially brain development. And this is especially important in the first few months of pregnancy. Vitamin D affects proteins called neurotrophic factors. These proteins help the development, growth, and survival of our nerve cells. Numerous studies show that vitamin D has an impact on autism. Children who have lower levels in the early months of development have a higher rate of autism than their unaffected siblings. And improving levels of vitamin D in these children helped core symptoms in 75% of children. Specifically, vitamin D had a key impact on neurotransmitters, including 5-HT, oxytocin, and serotonin. Now, these are important because they regulate social interaction, and this is really key to autism. It impacted dopamine, which affects motor control, as well as the feelings of satisfaction that help to create and achieve goals. And that's an important thing in autism as well, to get the kids directed and on task. Um, And vitamin D impacts GABA, and that's the neurotransmitter that's the down volume switch in our nervous systems, also very core to the autism profile. Now, studies um, also show um, that vitamin D supplements during pregnancy and in early childhood can have a beneficial effect on a child's health even later in life. Um, In one study that was uh, conducted jointly by the University of Queensland in Australia and our house university in Denmark, they studied 2,600 people and they tracked them for 19 years. They found that newborns with vitamin D deficiency had a 44% increased risk of being diagnosed with schizophrenia as adults compared to those with normal vitamin D levels. And they went so far as to make the recommendation that vitamin D be given as routine prenatal care much as we currently do with folate. Now, of course, these neurotransmitter impacts in the brain can be seen in adults too. So serotonin um, helps comfortable social interaction in adults as well as in children. It helps depression and sleep, and with good sleep comes healthy brain rejuvenation. Dopamine affects muscle spasms and tremors, so it can affect Parkinson's, and is and dopamine is the key neurotransmitter that drives addictive behaviors. So that can be huge as well. Um, vitamin D particularly affects two parts of the brain, the amygdala and the thalamus. Now, the amygdala is important for memory and decision making. It's also key to emotional responses such as fear, aggression, and anxiety. And we see a lot of that in our society. And we'd all be a, bit, a lot better off if there were, if there were less of it. Um, now, the thalamus is the relay station for the brain. So it's important for our ability to stay alert, 
and to process our conscious thoughts. It regulates how our brain processes what we sense, our vision, our hearing, and our touch. And the thalamus helps to regulate our sleep-wake cycle. So vitamin D is just huge for our brain functioning. It helps us also to make new nerve cells and also how we make something called synapses, which are the spaces between the nerve cells uh, through which they talk to each other. So it helps communication between the nerves. Now, since vitamin D helps to regulate calcium, it helps to regulate how electricity travels through the calcium channels. Those are the nerves that I mentioned last week that are activated with calcium and deactivated with magnesium. These nerve channels do many things, uh, including activating the muscles and they help the heart to beat. And because vitamin D is so important in protecting our cells and also in how we make new ones, it's central to our brain's recovery and repair. It has a key role in preventing or slowing degeneration as in Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and multiple sclerosis. In fact, in the case of Parkinson's, multiple studies have shown that the lower the vitamin D levels, the worse the symptoms were. There was a really direct correlation. In Alzheimer's, um, vitamin D was shown to help clear the plaque in the brain. That's the hallmark of the disease. It also helped to reduce a chemical called nitric oxide, which is a free radical that causes inflammation and damages cells, especially nerve cells. Reduced levels of vitamin D were specifically found in the vitamin D receptors in the part of the brain called the hippocampus um, that governs um, learning and memory. And in one study, um, low vitamin D levels were shown in this area of the brain. Um, they were shown low even before the onset of symptoms. Now, vitamin D uh, uh, indirectly inhibits the production of nitric oxide. Um, it indirectly supports the production of glutathione, which is a key antioxidant that helps to prevent and repair free radical damage. Glutathione is key to the aging process, and I'm going to have a lot more to say about that in a future show. Um, vitamin D also helps produce nerve growth factor, NGF, and that helps us to grow new nerve cells. So all of these contribute to preventing or slowing down neurodegeneration. There's also evidence that the combination of vitamin D with DHA, which is a chemical found in fish oil along with the vitamin D, is that the combination is even more effective in preventing damage to the brain. Vitamin D helps our thought processes. It affects the speed at which we process information. Um, it helps our functional focus, our memory and recall, and our ability to successfully shift from one thought to another. Um, I mentioned earlier that vitamin D also plays an important role in hormones, and we particularly see this in what's known as metabolic syndrome. This is the modern life disease. It's a combination of cardiovascular disease, late onset diabetes or prediabetes, high cholesterol and weight gain. It's, it's almost completely due to our diet and lack of exercise over time. 
um, each of these separate conditions has a correlation with low vitamin D levels. And this correlation has been found in many studies from different cultures and different countries. Now, we might easily dismiss this and say, sure, people who are at home snacking while they watch TV and play video games are in the house, they're not out getting sunshine. And sure, that's absolutely true, but it's not the whole story. I saw 10 different studies on various ways that vitamin D reduces the development of new fat cells, um, which is great news for a lot of people. Um, it also increases our ability to break down fat, our body fat, to use it as body heat. So that raises our metabolism. And we burn more fat just keeping our bodies warm, even if exercise levels remain the same. One study showed that eating a meal that was rich in vitamin D foods, such as fish, carried this effect over burning more fat even into later meals. Now triglycerides, which are the fats circulating in your blood um, that your body can't use right now, those are tested by doctors all the time and they're always telling us, oh, eat less, eat less. But triglycerides were shown to be 50% higher in people with low vitamin D levels than they were in the control group that were fed the same food. Um, we're also less likely to use those fats to build up plaque on our blood vessels. Arteriosclerosis or plaque on the vessels sets the stage for heart attacks when the blood vessels are so blocked that the blood can't flow through properly. Um, this plaque occurs because of inflammation in the cardiovascular system. This is one of those times that we see something as a symptom when it really is a coping mechanism. The inflammation creates tiny cracks in the blood vessels. And the plaque comes in and acts like spackle on a cracked wall. The body, in its wisdom, is actually laying down that plaque to repair the wall. The cholesterol itself is not really the problem. We talked last time about how the body um, uses cholesterol in really important ways. Um, but the inflammation, that's the problem. When vitamin D helps bring down the inflammation, it gives the body less of a reason to lay down plaque. Now, that's not to say that you can go free for all on butter and cheese. Um, now, if the body has way too much, it, it, it still has to put it somewhere. And so the body will always do the best it can but it's the combined approach. It's if you go after the cholesterol alone without going after the inflammation, it isn't going to work. We need to lower the animal fats, have more of the good plant fats so that our brains and hormones are satisfied. We need to reduce the inflammation and we need to increase vitamin D if it's deficient. And those are all things that you can do on your own. Now, vitamin D also plays a role in high blood pressure. Our body controls our blood pressure by controlling how much water and salt that we hold onto or that we let go. It also narrows or widens the blood vessels to get more or less blood flow as needed. Vitamin D helps reduce blood pressure in two ways. It helps the system that lets go of water and salt 
Um, and it also helps us to use the calcium to relax the blood vessels. And that brings blood pressure down too. Now, you should be aware that if salt levels are high, vitamin D becomes less effective at doing this. So again, it has to be a combination approach. Um, we need to tackle the vitamin D deficiency and there needs to be less diet in the salt, uh, less salt in the diet if that's an issue. Now, one concern with high blood pressure is long-term damage to the kidneys. Um, as the blood pounds its way through the kidneys with too much pressure all day long. Since vitamin D helps all of our cells regenerate better, it helps the kidneys recover and helps them to be stronger over the long term. Vitamin D is important in heart disease. The calcium helps good strong muscle contraction of the heart. And at the same time, it keeps the blood vessels relaxed so that the blood pressure isn't too high, as we said. It minimizes calcification in the vessels, especially in the presence of vitamin K. And we'll talk about vitamin K later. Um, and vitamin D suppresses inflammatory chemicals called cytokines, and that are, allows our bodies um, to produce more of the anti-inflammatory kind of cytokines instead of the pro-inflammatory kind. Um, Lastly, if we talk about metabolic syndrome, we have to talk about diabetes because that's one of the most prevalent symptoms and we, we see it so much. Um, inflammation is implicated in both type 1, which is childhood diabetes, and type 2, which is late onset or um, adult diabetes. And um, Vitamin D is also a factor in what we call prediabetes or insulin resistance, which is where the pancreas is starting to lose its ability to, to process our sugars. Now, diabetes is something we'll discuss in a lot of detail in a later show, but the quick version is that type one occurs um, due to inflammation and immune response. Um, now, Type 1 develops suddenly at a very young age. The pancreas becomes unable to produce insulin, and people become insulin-dependent throughout life. Type 2 develops more slowly and develops later in life, although with our very bad eating habits accelerating deterioration, there are actually children that are now developing type 2 as well. Low vitamin D levels are shown to be strongly involved um, in a decrease in the pancreas's ability to produce insulin, um, and increases in vitamin D levels have even led to improvements with type 2, meaning that if it's caught early on, it can be reversible, at least to some extent. So let's take a break here and we'll come back with more on vitamin D and its impact on immunity and longevity. This is Dr. Camille on Healthy Wealthy You. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
Healthy Wealthy You will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well-being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know. We'll help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Camille. Welcome back. This is Dr. Camille, and this is Healthy Wealthy You. And we're talking today about the importance of vitamin D. Now, we haven't mentioned much about bones yet, and that is the most commonly known thing about vitamin D. And so I really won't say that much about it, but I do want to say a couple of things about calcium. First of all, remember that more is not better. Too much can lead to calcification in places that isn't welcome, such as bone spurs. Too much calcium can also be challenging on the nervous system, as we discussed last week. It keeps the electricity flooding through the nerves, and it can be too much if we don't have the magnesium we need to close the gates when needed. Now, the second big issue is really important, and I'm seeing a lot of this these days, and that issue is with bone density. And it's really more about how doctors are starting to handle that issue. They're commonly attributing the irregularities with calcium to an organ called the parathyroid. The parathyroid does regulate calcium. That is its job, but it's not as out of control as some doctors want to make it seem. Often, doctors are measuring parathyroid hormone and they're blaming high levels as the reason that a person has bone density issues. And so then they recommend surgery to destroy part of the parathyroid to get the hormone levels down as an attempt to resolve osteoporosis and osteopenia. Now, the thing that's important to know about this is that low vitamin D levels make the parathyroid hormone high. And there's a reason for it. When vitamin D levels are low, the body isn't absorbing calcium from food very well. 
and the body needs calcium to survive. It's, it's one of the four core electrolytes and we can't live without it. So the body will do anything it's it anything that it can, even cannibalize the bone in order to get the calcium. So the parathyroid directs the body to break down bone just so we can survive. But as soon as vitamin D levels go up, calcium is absorbed better, the emergency is over, and the emergency measures that the body took to get calcium aren't needed anymore. The parathyroid calms down and the levels calm down. No surgery is needed. So before you consider that surgery, do make sure that you get your vitamin D levels up and give yourself some time after that for the body to regulate itself out and for the parathyroid to calm down. This is yet another example of how something that we think is a symptom or a problem is really just the body adapting to its circumstances. Now, our next topic is a really big one, and that's vitamin D and immunity. Vitamin D plays a huge role because it affects every type of immunity that we have. It's involved in both innate immunity the immunity that we're born with, and adaptive immunity, the immune system as it evolves to circumstances such as toxins and infectious diseases. Now, it affects every type of immune cell, B cells, T cells, macrophages, monocytes, neutrophils, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we have what's called vitamin D response elements, and these are found on multiple genes, and they can include antibacterial proteins and antiviral proteins. And um, in fact, new research is showing that microbes work to dysregulate the vitamin D receptors on our cells as a strategy for attacking our immunity and increasing their own survival. Vitamin D is that important. Now, vitamin D helps us distinguish between all the various different types of immune cells and influence how they develop and mature, all of those that I just mentioned. Um, how the immune cells function and regulate themselves over time, how they uh, recognize which are foreign invaders that they want to attack, and what kind of chemicals they produce to get the job done. Um, so all of that is regulated out by vitamin D. This is tremendously important in allergies and autoimmune conditions. In allergies, we want to have the right level of response. An allergic reaction is a good and healthy thing. At first, it's our body's alarm system and it's our coping mechanism. The problem is when allergic responses become excessive or exaggerated, inappropriate to the actual situation then we can become overwhelmed by them. Vitamin D deficiency can sometimes be the reason for that dysregulation. Now this also occurs with autoimmune conditions. The essence of an autoimmunity is that the immune cells start to see our own bodies as foreign cells that it wants to attack. They can no longer distinguish between good and evil. Bringing down that faulty response is the key to resolving any autoimmune disease. 
there are about 700 genes that interact with our vitamin D receptors. And most of them are clustered in the areas that have to do with autoimmune issues, such as multiple sclerosis, Crohn's disease, lupus, and rheumatoid arthritis. And also relevant to cancers, such as chronic um, leukemia. In a study in the Harvard Gazette based on research at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, more than 25,000 people with rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, autoimmune thyroid disorders, and psoriasis were followed for an average of five years. They took the equivalent of 2,000 IUs of vitamin D daily, and their autoimmune conditions were reduced by 22% compared to the placebo group. That's huge. Remember that we don't always need to be cured of our diseases. We might just need to drop them down to a threshold where they are just not bothering us anymore, where they aren't interfering with life, where we can just forget about them. I have one patient with lupus that has been with me for more than 25 years and her condition, which is usually degenerative, hasn't changed much since we first started working together. I consider that a big success. Vitamin D is especially significant in autoimmune gastrointestinal disorders such as Crohn's disease. The gastrointestinal tract is the first line of defense for our immunity. If you think about it, we're putting food from the outside world inside of us. The body knows that there's the potential for bacteria and toxins, and it's prepared in case something comes. It's our first battleground but that also makes it particularly susceptible when it comes to getting confused and triggering an autoimmune reaction. Vitamin D is not only important for regulating that response, it it's also has a role in keeping the cells of the intestines tight so that the invaders can't penetrate. This is really super interesting, I think. These are literally called tight junctions between the cells. Now, without this defense, bacteria and toxins could just slip in and invade our bodies easily. So maintaining good health of our digestive tract, a good microbiome, that's the good happy bacteria, um, maintaining good elimination, lots of fiber and water is essential to the immunity of our gut, but really also the immunity of our whole body. Now, vita uh, vitamin D is hugely important in cancer. It impacts cancer in three ways, at least three ways. The regulation of the immune system is critical. The regulation of the mineral phosphorus is important to the integrity of the cell walls. And warping of the cell walls is part of what starts the mutation of cancer. And then vitamin D is important to how we translate the genetic blueprint to make healthy cells. So just as bacteria and viruses try to outsmart our immune system by interacting with vitamin D receptors on cells, cancer does the same thing. In a study on melanoma cancers conducted at the University of Leeds in England, they wanted to see what processes were being regulated by vitamin D in the melanoma cells and what happened when there's a lack of vitamin D receptor proteins on the surface of the tumor cells that normally would have helped vitamin D to bind to the cell surface. Now they looked at more than 700 melanoma cases um, and 350 additional people who had um, the 
the cancer originating someone somewhere else and it became melanoma. And they carefully controlled for all the patient characteristics like the thickness of the tumor and how fast the tumor grew. They wanted to see if the aggressiveness of melanoma cells were correlated with the number of vitamin D receptors. They also tested mice to see whether the vitamin D receptor levels changed the cancer's ability to spread. What they found was that human tumors with low levels of vitamin D receptor genes, those tumors grew faster and had less ability to control the pathways that help the immune system fight cancer cells. In many studies, vitamin D is shown to slow a tumor's ability to create new blood vessels through which it feeds itself. It slows the rate of growth and metastasis. It supports apoptosis, which is the destruction of cancer cells. And vitamin D enhances repair of the DNA, provides antioxidant protection, and of course, as we said, regulates the immune system. Studies in Norway and England, this is interesting, even found that individuals diagnosed with cancer in summer or fall when blood levels of vitamin D are highest had a milder um, clinical course and longer survival than those diagnosed in winter or spring. The role of vitamin D with our DNA is crucial because it affects everything, every cell of our body especially our ability to recover from injury, illness, and even normal wear and tear as in exercise. Now, there's evidence that vitamin D increases a chemical with a great name. Get this, upregulated growth arrest and DNA damage inducible alpha mRNA. What an amazing name. But that tells us exactly what it does if we break it down. It stops growth. It helps the the damage to the DNA, and it helps us translate the DNA better. That tells it like it is, and it's so important for, for limiting cancer. Vitamin D limits chemicals called prostaglandins that promote cancer growth and progression. Vitamin D interferes with the enzymes that create the prostaglandins and also interferes with their communication. Vitamin D helps our DNA in positive ways by promoting our ability to form good, healthy cells. This helps, helps us to rebuild in exercise, and it helps us in healthy aging. In sports, higher vitamin D levels are consistent with fewer injuries and faster recovery. It helps stronger bones, of course, but also better bone balance. It increases mus muscle strength because of its ability to make calcium available for muscle contraction. Since it's so important for building proteins, it's critical for rebuilding muscle after exercise. This is what we're doing when we exercise. Um, we're building, we're breaking down the muscle so we can re rebuild it back stronger. In the same way, it helps us recover from injuries faster and more reliably. It reduces inflammation when we have repetitive stresses from ongoing uses of the same muscle groups when we train. Vitamin D helps the heart and blood flow and regulates circulation, as we said, so it helps the blood bring nutrition to the muscle and bones when we need it. This can help both sprinters, short bursts of intense activity, and marathoners, those who need to pace themselves for the long haul. And when you think about it, that applies even if your sport is just keeping up with your kids.
Now, with all that we've said, we can look to the issue of healthy aging and longevity. And really, that issue is a composite of everything else that we've talked about so far. Now, what is aging? It's when our ability, when our body's ability to regenerate can't keep pace with the challenges, with the injuries, big and small, obvious and not so obvious. When we're young, we can stay up all night, have too much alcohol and dance the night away and we bounce right back. But as we age, we have to be more careful. Eventually our cells can't keep pace and the aging shows. Now, all of the things we've talked about today go into the aging process and vitamin D helps in a big way, slowing down inflammation, supporting antioxidants to limit free radical damage. Do you know what oxidation is? It's what happens when a car rusts. So free radical damage is just another way of saying that our bodies are rusting. Vitamin D helps our immunity so we can fight off bacteria and viruses that might bring us down. It helps us to minimize our risk of cancer and autoimmune disease, or at least keep them at bay as best we can. And it helps our cell wall to be healthy. It helps DNA repair and it minimizes the impact that degenerative effects um, of metabolic syndrome can have. It's truly one of the things we can do to support healthy aging and a long life. We're going to take another break here and we'll be back with more on vitamin D on Healthy Wealthy You. Coming up next, we'll talk about how to get vitamin D how much we need, and why the answer to that is so different for all of us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Healthy Wealthy You will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well-being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know. We'll help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Camille. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. We're talking about vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin, um, and it affects almost everything. Now, we do absorb sunshine through our skin. And so racial differences can make a really big difference here as to how we absorb it and how much we need. There's a lot of variation. Now, we might think that people who come from far northern climates, such as Scandinavia and Great Britain, might be very deficient in vitamin D. But that's not always true, and for a couple of reasons. In some cases, Northern Europeans actually have higher vitamin D levels than Southern Europeans. Now, skin color is an adaption to climate. Very pale skin lets in more vitamin D, but it also has a mechanism for converting that vitamin D more efficiently. People with darker skin tend to originate in areas closer to the equator. And the darker skin is a direct adaptation to protect a person from sunlight. Now, it's a little bit counterintuitive. People to closer to the equator have more sunshine. You would think that they would have higher vitamin D levels. This is how humans adapted to life on the planet 70,000 years ago. So shouldn't it all level out? But there are several factors that influence this. One is our habits. Humans weren't meant to spend the majority of their daylight hours indoors. And that's what a majority of people are doing when they're working. And we really can't help it. You know, we try to be conscious, we try to get outside when we can, but our, our work demands dictate it. Now, the other thing is we've become afraid of the sun and we frequently use sunscreen and sun protection. Now, yes, it's true. We don't want to burn. That is dangerous and it can set the stage for skin cancer, no question. But if your skin is well hydrated, well protected by good fats in the diet, we're much less likely to burn. Remember the analogy that I used of the garden? A well-watered garden thrives in sunlight. It's the dry garden that causes plants to wither in the sun. Taking good daily care of your skin is important here. And don't let yourself burn. Be moderate, be safe. The fats in our diet are important here because a chemical based in cholesterol is what helps us absorb vitamin D from the sun. So while it's important that cholesterol isn't excessive, and I talked about that last week, it's also crucial that it isn't too low. Now, I know a lot of people just feel too hot in the sun. If you're well hydrated and are not drinking a lot of alcohol, you won't feel the heat as much. And bringing down um, inflammation in your body will help you feel cooler. People with a lot of inflammation just run a tidy bit hotter. And we'll talk about inflammation in multiple ways in multiple future shows. Now, another issue affecting vitamin D is human migration. We just don't live in the place of our heritage anymore. In ancient times, there were explorers and military travel, but the huge majority of people stayed close to where we were born and where our ancestors uh, came from. Um, then came colonization, human trafficking, global trade, and then finally air travel. Now, if biology evolved 70,000 years ago, 
and the patterns of humanity changed 500, 400, 100 years ago, how can evolution possibly keep up? It hasn't. So when a person of African heritage goes to live in England or Canada, or a person from India comes to Northern California to work in the tech industry, they're simply not getting the level of sunshine for which they are genetically programmed. Um, people with very light skin instantly see the effects of too much sun and they shield themselves when they travel or relocate. But for darker skin people, the lack of vitamin D is not obvious and they may not be aware of it until they have health issues or they may not even be aware of the context even then. I really became aware of this personally when I returned to the place that my mother was born, a gorgeous island. All my life, I remember how much she loved being in the sun. Even when she was 90, it was the highlight of her day to go sit on a bench in the sun. During most of my life, I always gravitated to the sun. I knew if I wasn't feeling well, that would be the solution, go get some sun. And if I could, I would plan a vacation in the winters to someplace warm and sunny. But I never really fully appreciated how much it meant to me. I'd been to my mother's island when I was 10 years old, and we had a summer in paradise. But for lots of reasons, I didn't go again for many, many years. I was always working too much. There were political issues there. And then eventually, she really wasn't well enough to make the trip. When I finally went there, I couldn't believe the transformation that I felt in my body. It was like a gear had been a little bit out of sync all my life, and then it just slipped into place. When I got in, when I got that amount of sun and swam in that sea and ate that food, I felt like a completely different person. I felt so strong and so vibrant, and I feel it to the core of my soul. And sometimes when I'm not there and I think of it, like right now as I'm telling you about it, I feel a longing and a hunger that's just so deep. Um, so I, I really encourage you to try it, to go back to the place of your heritage and see what that's like for you. And um, if any of you ever have that kind of experience like me, please share it. I'd, I'd really love to hear from you. I, I think that all of that matters that are on some genetic level like we we crave that environment that we come from so um when we look at world migration um and and the relationship of vitamin d you know maybe a lot of us just really aren't in sync with what our genetics have programmed us for um, now, another issue with vitamin D is people of mixed heritage. There are multiple genes for melanin, skin, skin color, and there are multiple genes relating to vitamin D. So what happens if you're of mixed race? What if you have lighter skin from one parent that makes it difficult to be in the sun, but you haven't inherited the really efficient vitamin D receptors, you got them from the other parent, and they're less efficient in converting the vitamin D that you get. Now, fortunately, we don't have to guess at this. There is a simple test for vitamin D that you can get from your doctor. It's sometimes called a, a 25-OHD, but you can just ask to have your vitamin D levels checked. 
The range of this test, however, um, is sometimes seen differently. And that's because our knowledge of vitamin D is evolving and changing so much. In the past, most labs put the acceptable level of this vitamin D test at 20. Anything 20 or above was okay. Then recently, they're starting to go to 30. In functional medicine, we like to see a range from 50 to 80, especially if you've had any of the issues that I've talked about today. Remember, functional medicine is not about what is the minimum. It's about what is the optimum for functioning. Now, on the flip side, people get really enthusiastic about vitamin D, and it is a fat-soluble vitamin, um, which means your body stores it in fat cells, and we hold on to it. We don't just let it go like the water-soluble vitamins. So more is not better. Balance is best. If the levels are too high, you can drive excessive bone growth and calcification, and that can lead to bone spurs, calcification on the organs, or plaque on the vessels. And you can drive cell duplication out of control and send your immune system into overdrive, which could mean the opposite side of autoimmune disease. Um, so you want to stay within the safe range. So how much is the right amount? Obviously, as I said, there's a lot of variation here amongst us humans. So to a very large extent, you just need to try it out for yourself. First, see what your skin tolerates comfortably, and then see how your body responds to the vitamin D based on the lab test. Give yourself at least three months before testing again to test to check your progress. Now, in addition to sunlight, we get vitamin D from certain foods. Fish oils are the best food, store, food source, especially the oily fish, salmon, herring, sea bass. It's interesting how nature works. The oiliest fishes live in the coldest climates because the oils help insulate the fish from the cold. But that's also where people get the least sunlight and need those food sources the most. So maybe that's part of the reason also why Northern Europeans have tested sometimes better than expected in vitamin D levels. It isn't just the genetics of their vitamin D receptors, but also their diet. We see these diets also with Alaska natives and also in uh, Southern Chile where sea bass is very common and that's the most oily of any fish. Um, and sea bass is fabulous, unfortunately. That's why we've almost fished it to extinction. So this, this issue of fish oils, that's where the spoonful of cod liver oil for immunity comes from a long time ago. Now, I don't recommend liver these days though. The job of the liver is to filter toxins from the body. And the world has just become too polluted a place to continue eating liver in my opinion. I know that there are fantastic nutritional benefits and I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with me, um, but I just wouldn't wanna consume all those toxins that that animal was exposed to, ew. Um, now, other sources, um, eggs and butter are touted as good sources of vitamin B D, but if you actually look at the numbers, the amounts are really neg negligible, especially with butter, which is really just mostly fat. Um, they say mushrooms that are grown under UV light are also listed as a good source, 
but I've never seen a mushroom in the supermarket where I was ever told how it was grown. So unless you grow them yourself or know a farmer who does, that's not really a practical choice. Now, um, vegetarians and vegans can supplement with vitamin D that's derived from algae. That's actually a really good source. And um, um, generally, um, only vitamin D2 comes from pl uh, plants. But in the case of algae, you can get vitamin D3 as well. Um, supplementation is important if you live in a colder climate. And if you're indoors too much of the time, or if your genetics um, or current health status make it difficult to absorb, then you really do want to get some vitamin D. The dose I find helpful is 5,000 units daily, taken on the days when you aren't able to get sun. And if the sun is shining, well, that's always better than a, the pill, a pill. Now, one crucial, crucial note about taking higher doses of vitamin D is that if you're going to take a higher dose, choose a supplement that's vitamin D alone. If it has vitamin K in it, do not take more than the amount on the label. Um, that's about 130 micrograms a day. And the reason is that vitamin K affects blood clotting. So taking too much can be extremely dangerous. So be careful about which product you choose. Um, vitamin K is very important for um, um, managing the free floating calcium in the bones. So it can really help prevent deposits of calcium. Um, um, now, deficiency of vitamin K can lead to spontaneous bleeding and bruising. So that can often be a clue about whether you're getting enough in your diet. So we're getting close to the end of our time. And I hope that I've really inspired you about this very precious nutrient. It's something you can get anytime and it's going to affect every cell of your body. So get out there and get some sunshine and have some fun. This is Dr. Camille at Healthy Wealthy You, and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Healthy Wealthy You. Have a question but weren't able to get on the show today? Join us next week and call in. Until then, hold that inspiration.